Hi, and welcome to the RV from Scratch podcast. I'm Will. I'm Larissa. Felix. Otis. Sasha Fina. And Daddy of Fluffy Bonadoodle. We're a family of five and our dog Teddy building an RV from scratch. Let's go on a Well, welcome everybody. We're excited to have you back. And on this episode, we will be talking about some of the celebrations and frustrations of building an RV from scratch. I think it's hard for some people to understand that there's literally, when we got this thing, there was literally nothing that we had with it. Yeah, no manual, no instructions. Um, We've scoured the internet and found pictures. Um, Those have been helpful. Yeah. But yeah, we had nothing and just building what we think based on pictures this RV looks like um, has led to some good things and also some things that were like, well, we didn't see that coming and, and a lot of opportunity to grow in our patience, grow in our kindness and grow in fun. We figured you all were probably wondering what this process has been like for us, how um, things are actually really coming along, what it's been like, how effortless has it felt, how challenging has it felt. So we're going to kind of just highlight some of those areas today. So first up, let's talk a little bit about what were some of the celebrations of building an RV from scratch. Yeah, some of these are in really no particular order, but just as they're coming to mind, some of the highlights and things that we have felt, I'd say more than celebrations, probably relief, right? Mm -hmm. Relief that we accomplished them. Um, So the big one, I think, was getting the skins on, the aluminum skins, seeing them actually attached to the framing um, and hanging there and not falling off and um, becoming a shell, that was pretty exciting. Yeah, I would definitely say that was a big moment for us. I mean, I remember when we, you know, in the heat of this summer, we were uh, putting the walls up and we got one wall up and we thought we had done so much, you know, and then all of a sudden it was like two walls up. Okay, the ceiling framing's up and now we could finally see what this was going to look like once the skins were all on. They're called skins, they're the aluminum coverings. Um once this was on and we could say, wow, this is what this is going to look like. This is going to look awesome. And as I think back, just remembering what image stands out in my head, really it's just the multiple times of um, kind of dry fitting them, holding them up there. You've got, you know, metal edges and corners. You're trying not to cut your hand open and not let the weight of the skin fall (laughs) off or slip down when you're trying to pin it and secure it. So getting it anchored just right and then thinking you have it anchored and uh, having to do that again and readjust and again. But we'll get to that later because this is the celebration, this is not celebration. the frustration Yes, this side. is a celebration. <laughs> it was kind of crazy though. Once you kind of get it just right and everything kind of lined up where you could finally, we could finally just screw everything in and it was there and we were like, wow, this is actually camper and all the work that it took to get up to that point itself, that was a huge, huge win. Yeah, and it's not just lining them up. There's like little seams that kind of pocket into if, each other. If you've never and built you an RV from scratch. you have to put them inside and finesse it and then hammer it snugly so that it stays put. It. Um, that was challenging. And if you've never built an RV from scratch, this is gold. This is noteworthy stuff right Needle here. Needle-nose pliers and 
flat hammers. Flat hammers and... Lots of screws. Number two, getting closer to the interior. So every step of the way, we're, you know, we see the shell of the skins going on. Of course, we've still got trim and um, caulking, always caulking, um, filling holes where they need to be. This is a used skin. It's the original skin, so it's not flawless. There are pinholes. There are old screw holes that we weren't able to use. So, um, yeah, waterproofing and getting it closer to the interior is very exciting. That's where everyone wants to see it get to, I think, is what can we do to make it inside feel um, like a space to camp in. Well, and what a lot of people don't know is on our Instagram, we're actually like about three weeks behind. So we're a little bit ahead on what we actually show on the Instagram. So all of our Instagram so far has been the exterior it's been what the process has been really back around the middle to close to the beginning of July. So we're uh, we're a couple weeks ahead of that. Um, we're getting closer to the interior, but we're not quite there yet. So it's taking a long time. All right. And that leads us up to our third celebration. The windows. So another big one was getting the windows in. It just symbolizes all of the giant holes being enclosed and complete, so to speak, as far as um, keeping bugs out when we're trying to go in and out of the camper, um, having the mechanisms working, and just making it look like, oh, this is really a camper. So that was really exciting to see the windows go in. Again, trial and error, making sure the corners and seals, um, watertight seals, um, lots of caulk and butyl tape, things like that. Adjusting the framing and just making sure that all the windows, some of them we had to kind of muscle in there, but muscle them gently so that they wouldn't break. I think one of the cool things about the camper is that we had the original windows and so we were able to use all of those uh in the in this build we didn't have to go purchase any you know 1965 forester windows we could reuse kind of what we had and um it's kind of fun to see the something original you know have a have a level there that that is original to the camper itself yeah we kind of talked about how original do we want to keep this do we go and search for every part and make it new but be original and we've kind of decided just with our skills our time the age of the camper and having you know three kids that we just use the materials we have and make the most of of them that we can so I think it's working out and I think all of those things, you know, just little successes along the way, little celebrations along the way that the more, you know, every single phase of the camper is hard work and it takes a lot of time and effort and energy and uh, mental space. I, don't, I think we've watched so many YouTube uh, tutorials and videos about old campers and just putting our you know, putting those things to practice and trying out new stuff that we we didn't know we could do or, you know, we're trying our best on. And uh, to see little bits come along each, you know, level of the way just kind of puts wind in your sails and keeps you moving forward. Yeah, it's a lot like a house. We find ourselves having this conversation over and over again of, you know, we can always find something else to be fixing or improving and where do you stop and just, you know, when is it enough 
good enough and um, to, to let it be. So the possibilities are endless, and so we're trying to gauge that as we go as well. All right, and lastly, our this was kind of a big deal, our last celebration. Yes, what surviving, do you got? surviving two rains, not just Huge. one, but two, and they were very heavy. These were not sprinkles or mist. mist. This was pouring rain that started in the middle of the night, one of which um, came, out of nowhere. came out of nowhere. We did not have the camper tarped, and so we hear it in the middle of the night just stomach and knots all through the night wondering what's going on outside with the camper. I think for about 10 seconds I thought about running out there and tarping it, but then I realized that it was nighttime and I was very sleepy, so we did not. We figured, well, I guess this is our first trial of how waterproof um, it actually is, and so we went out there at like 6 o'clock the next morning, and to our surprise, it was dry. It so. was pretty good. Give ourselves a pat on the back. Yes, it was pretty waterproofed, and you know, of course, we put the right products on the roof in order to make that happen and seal everything up. But um, you know, just realizing, hey, you know, it, it's not going to flood the first time it's left out in the rain, so that yeah. was a big deal. Our plan is not really to go camping in the rain, as you might imagine, but it was good to see what would happen if if that did happen and we got stuck somewhere where there was rain. Um, you know, our plans to keep it covered in some way. All right, now let's get to the good stuff. What were some of the frustrations that we have had so far mm -hmm. in building an RV from scratch? Yeah, the first one is just uh, getting hurt. Yeah, getting hurt a lot. Whether it was a screw slipping out of the way and driving a drill bit into my thumb or getting sliced open by some aluminum... What were some of the, oh, the infamous screw in the foot and nail, steel, yes, rusty nail. rusty nail and steel plate in the foot and the yeah. adventures of that. Getting sunburn or just working in the scorching heat. There's, the camper does not fit under our garage that we have, so we have to be out in the sun. There's not really a good shade spot and also just um, pre-drilling holes in the aluminum and the metal shards and the... Uh, wood shavings, that's my least favorite, is the metal shards, they fly and get into your arms and sometimes you have to your watch face. out for those. And sometimes, you know, those those things get in your skin and in your face, but, you know, I think it's, you know, funny when you can just laugh about it and just keep rolling with the punches and, um, you know, your kids think that sometimes the physical humor side is, is a funny thing and so you play it up and you have a good time with yeah, it. Yeah, that's just, it smash thumbs from hammers and things like that i i think why it was is so frustrating is because it wasn't planned like we didn't think we'd be getting hurt as often <laughs> as we are but also we're dealing Constantly again with hurt. old material so this is not fresh cut um skins this is um you know things we're we're having to adjust tears and rips we're fixing so that just i think adds to the challenges and frustrations and with that, we're moving on to... Number two. Number two. All right, what do we got? Uh, just the number of times we go to the store mm. in one day for one part. One part. Yeah, that is pretty frustrating. We're working along. We're hitting a pretty good groove. Uh, we may have even woken up early, you know, in some of these days to get uh, some more time and to get cooler weather. 
and as soon as you get started working, there's one thing that you need from the store that you didn't know you needed. And it's not always lack of planning either. You don't know or we don't know what we're going to need until we get started um, and going with it. Again, because we don't have any instructions we're following. We are not professional camper builders. So what we think that we have will be useful is either not or we're missing the necessary thing that we need. So whether it's like just going to get one size of a screw or whether it's to go get a bolt or a tool that would make a job easier. I remember, you know, working on the framing for the ceiling and just saying that if I could get a oscillating kind of blade, that would kind of save me a lot of time. Um, and so I got an oscillating blade. Well, then I needed a Japanese flat saw. So I went and got one of those. And then I needed a, a couple other things in order to a multi-tool. So I went and got, you know, just one tool or one thing. Well, before you know it, that's three trips. And where we live, that's anywhere from a half an hour to an hour to the hardware store. And so you go and, well, that was three trips in one day. So you kind of sit there and say, well, that was a lot of time, but you have what you need and you get started on the next day or what you thought you'd get done the day before. And you just keep moving forward. There's also always something else, I guess, that you can do that you do have you know, those supplies for. And so if you don't want to go to the hardware store, you just put that project aside and you know you're going to go at least once or twice in the day. And so you put that project aside and work on something else. That or wait two days for Amazon. Amazon, yes. What did we do before Amazon? We've tried the whole, you know, buy ahead and ship it in. And again, it's hard to know what you need ahead of time when you've never done it before. So a lot of times we're figuring things out on the fly in the moment so this uh, is good news though because we don't know what we're doing and if you don't know what you're doing you could also build an rv from scratch if you wanted <laughs> to because we have no clue what we do right. either you could do it all right and finally frustration number three let's go number three is doing things four times <laughs> tell four us, times over tell us the four cycles that we usually go through of doing things four times yes so the first one <laughs> is just the discussion of what we need to do in the process the second i would say the learning with that too like watching youtubes or looking online or going through it mentally to see and make sure you have your supplies and all that stuff. Yeah, the second is like the dry run, like trying it out, measuring it, those sorts of things. It's my favorite when it works out that time. The third How many time, times has that happened where it's worked out the, you know, first or second time? Very rarely. Probably never. Yeah. <laughs> At least with this project. <laughs> the third time is actually doing the task that you're trying to do and accomplish and i would say this is where the frustration mounts too you're, you feel like you've prepped you've measured multiple times you've laid it out you've dry fitted it we've um made our pattern whatever it is and then we do the install or the cutting whatever and it's wrong and it's wrong or it doesn't work <laughs> or it doesn't fit or too big too small and you spent a sizable amount of time or the on material it. maybe failed mm -hmm. and so then the fourth time where your battery runs out that's yeah. happened to 
quite a bit. The fourth time is doing it all over again, but this time you've already gone through the first hey. three steps, so you kind of feel more confident. It could have been worse. And the fourth time, if you're lucky, works. Sometimes you repeat the fourth step two or three times. It's really like in the <laughs> seven-step process for one phase or one task. But yeah, if it works the fourth time, you count it as a blessing, and you give each other a high five, and then you look at your clock and you say, oh, Time is done for the day today because I've spent, you know, five hours on four steps and there you go. So Yeah, there's this show we like to watch on HGTV. This family bought a resort <laughs> somewhere so embarrassing. in the tropics and they are renovating it. And they always say, which I we I can resonate with this, that you know, two steps forward, one step back, whatever they do, they run into an obstacle and they have to do it again. I Sometimes feel like it that feels was like... literally this. Like, we think we've got a plan, we feel good about it, and then it didn't work out and we have to do it again. And sometimes it feels, instead of two steps forward, one step back, it feels like two steps back and one step forward instead. So all things considered, though, celebrations, frustrations, everything, there are definitely times we look at each other and we say... We would do it all over again if we were to buy another camper. You know, it's been so much fun building it from scratch, completely custom, the way that we would like to have it for our family. Um, and just spending all the time together has been probably the best part about this whole project, I think. Just being with you, uh, Larissa, and spending time with our kids and, um, you know, of course our schedules are very busy, but just being able to take literally chunks of time in our week and in our weekend mostly to teach our kids skill sets and tools and um, to listen to them talk about the camper and how they would design it and what they would dream to make things look like and how they would design things and how they would build things has just been a blast. And I think when we look at it outside and we wake up or we go out there and see where we've left off from last weekend, it's just fun to see where it's at and just feeling really proud about our accomplishments. And that's going to do it for this episode, episode four, Celebrations and Frustrations. Thanks for listening. You can tune in next time on our podcast at RV from scratch. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at RV underscore from underscore scratch. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Bye.